You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers goldmine production with Angelina Martin and Stephanie Sanchez. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to another edition of the 49 Carats Podcast. Uh, it's not so fun today because we're talking about the team's first loss, but to ensure we have a good time anyway, we have a guest with us. <laughs> um, the ever so great Andrew, Pas- Andrew Pasquini from the SRO podcast. And we also have my co-host here, Andrew Reitz. How are you guys feeling today? I like I'm Andrew. I'm feeling good. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew was, <laughs> Andrew was good. Um, I'm excited because even though it was a loss, if I could think of like the most positive person to have on a pod after a loss, a loss it would be Andrew. Thanks exactly. for being here, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> We're super excited to talk about the game with you, and uh, hopefully you can put a little sunshine in our lives after that <laughs> terrible loss last night. But I'm doing good. How are you doing, Andrew? You know, I'm doing all right. I'm going to try and be positive. It was a – I guess the best way to describe that game last night, it, it was a football game. Um, I, I, <laughs> I, was. I, I was watching with some friends, and I like I, when the Niners took the lead late, I turned around, and I'm like – this is going to be so dumb when the Niners win this game. It makes no sense how they want it. And um, then I remember, you know, Aaron Rodgers exists and we, and I'm already trailing off into the negativity, but you know, positives, um, <laughs> positives. They, the Levi stadium has fans again there. Boom. Positive. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. That See, works. I knew you, I knew you were going to cheer me up. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. And we saw a lot of people from 49ers Twitter meeting up at the game. That's always cool to see. Uh, internet relationships blossom into real life friendships. So, but I'm sorry that they had to watch that game, even though it was exciting. Uh, you you don't want to watch one of those in person. It's not fun. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll get to talking about the loss. But before we do that, we're gonna go into our this week in 49ers history segment. And you want to take us away? Take it away. This week in 49ers history, let's let's talk about some history and forget about the present really quick. This week in 49ers history, Terrell Owens had his touchdown celebration on the Cowboys star. If you're a Niner fan, that was an iconic moment, even if you weren't like, old enough to remember that or if you were. I know there are some Niner fans who might not have even been alive when that happened. So uh, that was an iconic moment. And uh it's it's fun that that rivalry has persisted throughout the years, even though, you know, in recent years, the Seahawks rivalry has taken a little bit of precedence, but we always have that moment to look back on. And also yesterday in 1999, Steve Young was temporarily, no- temporarily knocked out on a hit against the Cardinals on Monday Night Football. This was the seventh concussion of his career, and he was out for the season and then, as we all know, he announced his retirement in the offseason. So um, that was the, the final nail in the coffin, per se. So not like pers- not really a happy <laughs> 49ers memory, but an important one, none- an important one nonetheless. And then uh, I'll just hop right into the news that came out before the game and heading into that Sunday night matchup with the Packers. Um, we saw that Carrion Johnson was activated to the 53-man roster from the pack practice squad, which was no surprise, you know, given the, the injuries that they suffered the week before at that position. And um, Jamichael Hasty, speak of the devil, and Kevin Givens were placed on IR. Norman was starting over Lenore in Sunday night football, which I think came as a surprise to many. And I know cornerback was like the topic of the night for the game. So that ended up kind of being 
an important piece of news that came out prior to the game and Emmanuel Mosley was back. So it didn't make a difference <laughs> as we all saw. <laughs> I mean, overall, yeah. you know, in I the mean, end game. So, but um, yeah, let's hop into to what happened. Yeah. I mean, we can go right into talking about the cornerbacks. I mean, I, I was one of the people who was kind of bummed to hear that Norman was going to start over um, Mosley, but I think on over Lenore. Uh, over Lenore yeah. <laughs> um, but I think we saw rather quickly that, you know, why they made that decision. I mean, as soon as Lenore subbed in for Norman after he got hurt, you know, we, we just saw Rogers start to pick on him and we saw how that went. So what did you guys think about how the cornerbacks played and all these injuries? I mean, I don't know what happens in the next couple of weeks, some tough, tough matchups, you know, in the next two weeks. So I don't know how they make it through this stretch. Honestly, (laughs) what do you guys think? I just think it's ironic that we all knew that depth that this position was going to be an issue coming into this season. And like, lo and behold, here we are, you know, week three, granted they're two and one, but this is like a glaring hole, a glaring issue that as we saw last night with an offense, like the Packers led by a top three quarterback, like it's going to bite you in the ass. So I, Last week I said I wasn't hitting the panic button really on anything yet, but I feel like after um, last night's loss, I'm kind of like like my fingers right here a little bit. What do you think, Andrew? You know, the thing is about the Packers, and I kind of said it at the start, is they have Aaron Rodgers, and he's he tends to make everything look really bad no matter how good a team is, unless he's facing a guy like Jameis Winston. Then it gets a little tough from there. Um, so- but But – the cornerback depth was an issue. It was always going to be an issue. And it, it unfortunately, it, it all starts with the Verrett injury. And I hate going back to it because it, it, that that was the big worry is, is what are they going to do if Verrett goes down? Because we, we had hope that Verrett was going to play a full 17 games because he did it last year. I mean, he played 16, but hey, semantics. Um, unfortunately, he goes out early. And Josh Norman Man, he's been pretty good. Like I, I know he had the pass interferences last week against Philadelphia. To me, that's just football, and, and they weren't blatant. They weren't anything bad. The refs just decided to call it. Uh, I thought he did fine. Obviously, Lenore got picked on a little bit. He almost made a hell of a play on a uh, the touchdown to uh, Valdez Scantling, and unfortunately, he didn't have quite enough depth. And yeah. uh, back to the Aaron Rodgers thing, and he's just a great throw. Really good at what he does. Uh, yeah, it, it is a little scary to see it because there's going to be games where the pass rush can't create pressure like they should. And last night was one of those cases. They're facing a third string left tackle. Nick Bosa dominated that matchup in the first drive. And then I don't know what happened. I'm, wa- I'm waiting to see what the tape says and we'll see exactly what happened. But when the pass rush isn't creating things, this secondary is going to have issues and you know, hopefully they can stay healthy from this point because you do have Norman. And I, it's it's really weird that like we're hearing that he was coughing up blood last night. He's day to day. Like, I feel like that I'd just be dead. Um, <laughs> yeah. Football players just built different. It's not funny, but, <laughs> but I, you know, it is. But like he is day to day. That's yeah. not even me making it up. Like he's yeah, coughing exactly. blood and they're like, yeah, no, he, he's it's fine. He'll Normal play stuff. Sunday. <laughs> He'll play Sunday. He's He'll be fine. Yeah. And so now it's like, can the Amador Lenore be more of what we saw in the first two weeks? And, and, you know, obviously Jared Goff and Jalen Hurts isn't Aaron Rodgers, but a little concerning, but not too concerning because Rodgers is who he is. Um, right. 
but yeah, over, overall, I guess back to the original point. Yeah, the, the depth is a concern because now we're seeing why it was a concern. Not too many teams have a ton of defensive backfield set, uh, depth. Uh, but, you know, sometimes you got to wonder, like, with the situation, if you could get a guy like, I don't know, just going to draw a name out of a hat, like a CJ Henderson for a third round pick, you know, you can do something just like that. Just a random that. name. Yeah, just, just draw names <laughs> out of a hat. Um, so, so. Uh, my concern is how how they're going to address it, and obviously they they didn't address it this morning with the CJ Henderson trade. Uh, I know there is a name out there that you know he was packing soccer lunches yesterday, who could be a 49er by the end of this week. We'll we'll see we'll see what happens, but yeah, it's a huge concern, especially seeing what Rogers did to him last night. I like your point. Um, you know, Lenore is a rookie, and he was going up against one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL last night. So, I mean from what we've seen from him so far prior to last night, like I don't think there's any reason to be worried about him. Um, so I think that is, is something to keep in mind that, you know, sure he was kind of exposed last night, but it was against one of the better offenses. And that's like a, a big part of last night's game was that, you know, can they stack up to these teams that have those, those quarterbacks that can produce high scoring games. And I think we saw, last night that i mean it was it was slow to start they got there eventually but you can't have those slow starts you know going throughout the rest of the season it's, i don't think it's going to work yeah absolutely i mean we could get right into the slow starts i think you make a great point i mean to start the game they they i i wouldn't i don't want to say that there was no run game because it was almost like they didn't even t- attempt to run they got away from that rather quickly and as we saw, you know, a bit in the second half, you know, they started to get some runs going. So I, I kind of felt like they got away from it quickly. We saw Jimmy, you know, out of rhythm. He's a big, like, rhythm guy. Like, he needs to really get in a groove to um, move the ball. And we saw really early that it was just not working for him. So through three weeks, I do feel like part of the slow starts are – due to him just not getting in some kind of rhythm early. Um, they didn't have any third downs converted in the first half. Like, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty bad. But what were you guys' thoughts on the slow start? I feel like it just goes back to, you know, bad throws and big spots, like those third down conversions. You know, um, there, were, there were some high passes. I can't – there were so many – there was so much going on during this game that I, it's hard to pinpoint like each individual play, but like there are throws that he was making in the second half that he wasn't making in the first half, if that makes sense. Um, And so, like you said, I think, yeah, once he gets in that rhythm, like he did in the second half, it's like a much different Jimmy Garoppolo, but the, the first half not getting to the end zone, like the whole first half basically was like, terrifying i mean i thought i thought the game was going to be a blowout at that point so it was cool to see them turn it around but um yeah i don't know what do you think jim oh my god i just called it andrew jimmy <laughs> they look alike he's a handsome italian jimmy notoriously what do you hairy. think jimmy we, we all yeah very very strong beard game from jimmy garoppolo oh yeah <laughs> okay so so far andro andro and jimmy you know <laughs> we haven't had a guest in a while <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm honored you picked me yeah. uh yeah i mean this is the second week in a row we've seen jimmy garoppolo have a slow start and um uh, you know I, I i keep going back to it it's just it's easier to have a slow start and make it up against the eagles 
than having a slow start against a team that has Aaron Rodgers and, and making it up. And, and if it wasn't for Cannon's kick return, it was going to be 17 nothing going into the half. Yeah. And, they, and, and they they got lucky. I'm, I'm not going to say lucky. They obviously, they get the return. And, and it sets them up in good field position. And they barely, barely even score in that situation. J- uh, Jimmy, I almost called Kyle Shanahan. Jimmy, you're doing it to <laughs> me now. Everyone um, is Jimmy. Kyle Shanahan puts his balls on the table. And he's like, no, like fourth and goal. We need a touchdown here. We're... Yeah, Trey Lance here. You welcome, welcome to the game. You haven't played since Detroit, but hey, let's let's try it. And and thank God they have Trent Williams on that side, and he he was able to to really clear the lane. I think he probably scores without that block. The block is just really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but but for very well done two for one from them because Jimmy kind of came out with a bit of a rhythm. They go downfield. I know he had a couple of bad throws in in this in the uh, second half. I know the. The deep ball, man, the one he threw to Kittle was just such a duck. And it it's 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 so discouraging because then you know, you know you're not gonna see a deep shot from Kyle again with, with Garoppolo. So now the offense is put in a box of 20 yards or 20 yards is being nice, but 20 yards and in inside. And now you throw in they're not really using the run game, uh, you know, at least not well. You're not gonna win a lot of games where Jimmy Garoppolo's throwing the ball 40 times and you're running the ball 21. You're not gonna do it like you know, that's what Jimmy Garoppolo is. He needs that run game to work to kind of free up space. But now teams are starting to take the middle away. And when they start doing that, it gets it gets concerning. And at some point, you got to wonder when I'm not calling for Trey Lance to start yet. I'm not going to go that far. But, man, at some point, you need to go 11 on 11. You need your 11 best offensive players on the field. And I think in terms of physical talents, not, not quarterbacking because that's another conversation. In terms of physical talent, Trey Lance has more big play capability than Jimmy Garoppolo at this point uh, because Jimmy Garoppolo's big plays are throwing it underneath five yards and hoping George Kittle breaks about 18 tackles like he does or yeah. Debo makes a man miss or, or things like that, and then that's how they get the big chunk plays. I mean, even go back to the Philadelphia game. Um, the big play was Garoppolo throwing it about 15 yards downfield and a beautiful throw and, and, and Debo s- swerving through the uh, defense. For a first down, I think they score on very next play. So at some point, you need to see more Trey Lance um, and, and preferably him throwing a little more. Just uh, just at least get rid of the illusion of, oh, Trey Lance is in there. They're running the ball in this situation. So we'll, we'll see how he adapts. I'm still staying on my timeline of of after the bye is when we're going to see a lot more Trey Lance. Um, and and. That, that's just what it is for now. It's it's really hard to watch. It's 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 a hard offense to watch, and, and they they have a they have a almost a, a shortcut to making it a little bit easier to watch. So, yeah, yeah. And in, in a some stat that someone posted earlier today. Um, so last year, Adam Gase with Sam Darnold had the NFL's worst yards per play at four point seven. Currently, or through the last two weeks. 49ers at, are at 4.5 yards per play. Worse than the Jets last year. Fun stuff. I mean, worse <laughs> than the worst. Kyle, my good yeah. friend Kyle Matson posted that one. I was actually going nice. to reference that. So Steph, Steph read my mind. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we're on the same page. And and something else that uh, someone commented here. Did you see all the still shots of every uh, Green Bay defender within 10, 11 yards of the line of scrimmage? Yes, it is it was very clear and I think that was part of the reason that you know Jimmy struggled early cuz 
what's usually open for him, those throws that get him in rhythm, they were not there because the, you know, the uh, Packers had safeties pretty down low. They had everyone playing close to the line of scrimmage and pretty much saying, we dare you to throw it. Mm -hmm. And the one time that Jimmy did, as we saw, it was that duck that ended up getting intercepted. It felt like that ball was in the air for (laughs) quite a long time. That's one thing I'm like noticing about Jimmy's throws is they're, I don't know. They just don't have that zip to them. Um, Okay. So I, I know I posted about this, but I was watching the game in the car because I was um, on a road trip home from Oregon and we had stopped to get gas and I still had the game going on the iPad and I ran in really quick to go to the bathroom. And then when I came back out, I just saw like the, the second part of the interception, like basically like right after he had caught it and was running down the field. And I thought it was like a kickoff. I don't <laughs> like that. What the pass looked like. like, I had no idea what the hell was going on. And then once I realized I was like, damn it, dude. But it's funny that you say that the, the pass was in the air for a really long time. Cause like, I didn't even know what I was looking at at first. Like it was insane. Sorry. It has nothing like, oh, to do with I the game. Why I'm laughing, but <laughs> I may or may not have come out of the bathroom on the replays of the interception. And I asked my friend, did I miss anything? And he said, yeah, you missed quite a bit. And I turned (laughs) to the TV and I see the replay of just the ball floating. So Angie and I both missed the same play because we were in the bathroom. Just that's hilarious. That's hilarious. I love that. Love that. Yeah. Um, and another thing, so on, on that same point of Garoppolo and, you know, throwing deep, he's tied with uh, Jacoby Brissett with the least amount of 20-yard completions downfield. Keep in mind, Brissett has only started one game. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and, and the, so the throw, there's only been one throw for the both of them. They're tied. I, I say this all the time and it just cracks me up when we like complain about Jimmy Garoppolo not throwing deep passes like we expect him to or something like this has been there's a reason the he case. doesn't exactly exactly <laughs> and the reason he doesn't and that's my whole thing it's like I don't know there's just so much I, I know they're two in one but I there's just so much frustration with like the de- the decision to trade up for a quarterback and like how it's being handled. And I think a lot of fans feel that same like frustration. Like, why did we give up all this draft capital and trade up to draft a quarterback who's like not ready and who apparently can't do better than, you know, the least amount of 20 yard completions down the field in the NFL when everyone knows that, I mean, likely he, he can do better than that. And of course that's Trey Lance. So it's just, uh, it's just an interesting time to be a 49er fan as it always is. (laughs) yeah no kidding um i'm sure we'll talk more about the quarterbacks i mean we just can't get off the topic of quarterbacks we'll talk about them in a bit um but let's talk a little bit about the defense i don't want to say that they collapsed because i feel like that's really a harsh word in you know a game that i didn't think they played that bad in considering all the injuries that we saw to the cornerbacks and keeping in mind that you you're playing a a hall of fame future hall of fame quarterback so but what did you guys think in in particular the the coverage that they were playing playing on that last big play to Devontae Adams 
you want to say some of it is, as I've said countless times, really a drinking game at this point. Drink every time I say it. it it's Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. Like what? What? Like what can you ask for? But that that, that last drive, it. I I'm so my issue is, and and I, if I'm misremembering, like tell me because I need to rewatch the game still at some point here. Is is the prevent defense only prevents you from winning, and and they they really played soft that last drive, as a lot of teams do. This isn't even a Niner thing. It's just more of an NFL issue. Um, the defense was average at best last night. Like let, let's let's be honest. Like we're so used to it being so good. I I, I was asking. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys know Josh Eccles. I was talking to Josh Eccles, and it was just like, can you think of three players that that like? Because Jason and I for for the sprint right, we do the three stars. Can you think of three players that like would be worthy of it? And and you can't really do it. And like the defense is part of that. It's the pass rush wasn't there. The linebackers were okay. Like Fred Warner had a mid game for for what we're used to out of him. The the secondary the the secondary got a lot of ticky tack pass interferences calls. I'm not blaming the rest for anything though because they were pretty bad both ways. Like that that was one of those games where. Whoever loses could say, yeah, the refs weren't great for us, but you got to also acknowledge they weren't great either way. I mean, what was the, what was the term that the, the head guy, the ref in NBC's booth said was it was a mechanical failure for uh, the, the, for the guy to not be behind the play where Devonta Adams gets his head, you know, uh, gets hit in the head with by Jimmy Ward, which not on purpose. Uh, but, but anytime uh, there's a game where the refs say, you know, mechanical error, probably not a good game. Um but yeah, the de- the defense was just mid, and that, that's really I think the best way to describe what they did last night. Uh, they they did a good job in the middle of the middle of the game when the Niners were able to make that comeback. But then again, like that was because of the back to back drives. But to give up seventeen in the first half and then ten up to the final fifty seconds of the game, like yeah, they deserve credit for that. But it, it's just it's hard with this secondary depth. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and that's the biggest concern still at this point is is the secondary depth and. You see what happens when the pass rush can't do what they're going to do, and 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 it's 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 it results in the Packers winning thirty to twenty eight in a game that really the Niners had no business being in. So like it, it's this game's hard to talk about. Like if, if I'm being a thousand percent honest from a Niners standpoint, so it's the defense didn't excite me last night, and, and there should be there might be questions coming about. Well, hey, is is Ryan's the real deal? Because that's just how we work, and it's so early and. People are already questioning Trevor Lawrence down in Jacksonville, so I, I think it's 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 not fair. But you know, people will start saying, "Hey, is D'Amico Ryan's built for this? Can he do this?" And and I obviously way too much to be played, way too much left to be played. But last night raises some questions. He, he I, they, there we go. That's that's the short way of saying what I was trying to figure out. I couldn't figure out that sentence. He's still <laughs> learning, and, and that's what it is. Yeah, it goes back to what you said earlier. You know, when when the pass rush struggles your secondary is going to have that much more pressure on them. And when your secondary isn't your original, you know, starting guys, they're going to be a step behind to begin with. So it, everything has to go perfectly for the most part for an NFL team to win a game for an NFL team to make the playoffs for an Mm -hmm. NFL team to win the Super Bowl. It has to be like a perfect storm. And I think last night was a perfect example of what happens when a bunch of little things go wrong individually and just combine together to compound into a heartbreaking loss with three seconds left on the clock. I mean, it came down to that three seconds. Um, So, you know, the, the little mistakes on defense were compounded by the little mistakes on offense um, by the turnovers, you know, everything Mm -hmm. has to go perfectly 
and or you know at least one part has to do their job perfectly and we didn't see that tonight it was on the coaches it was on the offense it was on the defense and I think a lot of people realize that and it's easy to just like lay blame on just the defense for the loss because of things you saw or lay the blame just on Jimmy Garoppolo because of the things you saw but really it was it was much more than that um but yeah if you give if you give Aaron Rodgers not only time on the clock but time in the pocket in a clutch situation like that you're going to get burned and i mean he had all the time in the world to find Devontae Adams during that last game winning drive so it yeah <laughs> yeah i mean the the one thing i want to say I, like i have to give credit to the packers because it really looked like they did their homework and they saw some things that they could exploit um, they did a great job neutralizing the pass rush. We saw Bosa look great in that first defensive series. And then kind of after that, like the pass rush just kind of disappeared. But I think it was mostly due to what the Packers were doing on offense, trying to get the ball out quick. Um, I saw a few times D'Amico Ryans try to put in like a corner blitz and they just had a guy ready to, you know, block it. So um, I mean, I got to give credit to them. I think they did everything they needed to do to win. And I don't think, like, by the time the Niners tried to adjust, I think it was too late, right? Three seconds too late. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I think that's really what it came down to. Um, it just sucks because the defense has always been that one part of the 49ers game that fans can count on, that the coaches can count on, really. And, you know, even – during that that last drive by the Packers, they had their four best pass rushers out there. You know, they brought in the A-team to try and stop them, and they weren't able to. So I think a lot of teams um, that the 49ers are going to play in the coming weeks should watch that game, and they should mm -hmm. watch what the Packers did to stop that pass rush because it made all the difference in the game at the end of the day. Shanahan got beat by Matt LaFleur. I mean, that that's really what yeah. should be said yeah i mean he he got beat and it, i i can't remember and i'm sure i'm forgetting some obvious ones but i can't remember a game where shanahan was beat as bad as he was last night i mean i mean can you guys i, I can't <laughs> i could think of a couple super bowls <laughs> <laughs> we won't go there or we'll be Thank here all me. night um Sorry. <laughs> now let's uh move on to some news oh, no from after the game. So Josh, as we talked about, he did get hurt, coughing up blood. So the diagnosis there was that he had a lung contusion, bruised lungs, tissue damage, you know, the, the usual. And he it's hopes to play today. it. So. Football is war, dude. Football is war. Dude, lung I, contusion? That sounds gross. It's, I, I, sorry, it sounds I didn't, I, I didn't see that. I just saw he was coughing blood. I, I think I would rather be told, hey, Andrew, you're coughing blood than a lung contusion because I'd be afraid like they'd have to remove my lung to fix it or something. Like, I think that's just like a bruise. Yeah. It, yeah. Right? Yeah. Contusion. I mean, yeah. Bruised lungs. Yeah. So he just and, tissue, and tissue damage. I mean, come I don't know, but he hopes to play Sunday. So we'll we'll see how that goes. The 49ers could definitely use him. Um, Quan Williams is also out for a few weeks, at least with a calf strain. That one's he gonna hurt as well. Early, right? He came yeah, out he, early. He came out look at my notes. It was like the second defensive drive. 
So yeah, yeah. almost okay. a whole game. We saw Lenore sub in for him a bit at nickel. George Kittle is day to day with calf soreness. See, I was I was worried when I saw that George Kittle was day to day. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Like we we can't do this anymore. Like why, why God?" But it's just calf soreness. You know, we we know he can tough those things out. So, you know, he's okay. He's, he's okay. fine. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, carry on Johnson. He was activated for this game. I think he played a few snaps, nine snaps on special teams. He reverted back to the practice squad, so he wasn't very involved anyway. Um, So we'll see if he gets activated again next game. We'll see. Although they do expect Elijah Mitchell to be back. That's some good news. And then Maurice Hurst and Devontae Harris will be eligible to return from injured reserve. So, I mean, at least they have Devontae Harris you know, they have Devontae and Dante yeah. um, in the cornerback room. And TikTok. Have you guys seen it? <laughs> no. And, and and Maurice Hurst. I think that, you know, will help in the defensive line rotation as well. Dude, those guys were gassed last night at, um, towards the end of the game. And so both teams had just about 30 minutes time possession. So it was pretty even. I was actually yeah. surprised because it felt at one point that the Packers had the ball a lot. Um, yeah. But I want to get into our next segment here because, like, obviously after a loss, there's a lot of issues that we saw, as we mentioned. Like, this kind of felt like a team loss. There wasn't blame on just, like, one person. So I'm going to, you know, name off a few things and you guys tell me whether it's a valid concern or – is it just a one game overreaction? Um, so let's see. I'm going to start with the running game. Is this a valid concern or an overreaction? Andrew, I'll start with you. Uh, overreaction. I, I, I could care less about the, the running game <laughs> issues last night, just because they're always so good at it. There's going to be games yeah. where this happens and, I, I think part of the issue is, is you fall behind 17 to zero, you kind of have to abandon it, but then you come back and it's 17 to 14 and they just never really came back to it, which was interesting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, over, overreaction on the run game. I'm not, I'm not losing, especially with uh, Elijah Mitchell coming back. And I want to, I want to say, I forget his name. All I know is he's six foot two and he's 230 pounds. I just want to see how that works in a Shanahan offense. Cause I think that'd be fun. Uh, so uh, no, Jack has Patrick, right? Jack has Patrick. That's the name. He went to Florida state. I should remember that, but Florida State is very easy to forget right now. Yeah. I also think um, it would be an overreaction to be overly concerned about the running game right now. Like Andrew said, Elijah Mitchell is coming back. I didn't think Trey Sermon looked bad. Um, I thought he looked like a guy who was, you know, getting a large amount of snaps for the first time this season. So uh, I liked what I saw from him. The touchdown was great. I mean, to, to see him just barrel over all those, the, the big old pile at the goal line. That was awesome. Um, and, you know, like, like Andrew said, Andrew took all my points. You can't run the ball a lot when you're down 17 to zero. And when, when all of your starting running backs are hurt, you know, so I think this is something that was kind of a one week fluke. Um, I don't know how much of it fell back on the play calling. Cause like you said, even when they did catch back up, they didn't really go back to it. They were, 
handing the ball off and and pitching the ball more to Ayuk and and Debo than they were the running backs. And I know um, Kyle Juszczyk played a few snaps at running back as well. So it was just like, it was an anomaly of a game for the running game, I think. And I don't think there's really any reason to be like, oh shit. So (laughs) that's my two cents. Yeah, seven different players carried the ball. Um, Sermon had 10 carries. Juszczyk had five. Um, Yeah, I also agree. I think it's an overreaction. I think the offensive line, you know, they, I don't want to say they struggled, but there, there were a few plays. I'm looking at Alex Mack that, you know, he, they didn't do all that great in. And again, I, I just think the Packers just played the running game. Well, also, do you guys feel like Kyle Shanahan hates Trey Sermon? Like, why do I feel like he just, I don't know. There's just something weird about it. Like, I think he hates a lot of people. Like, just going from valid concern to overreaction to like, hey, does he hate this person? Am I overreacting on this? Um, this is why maybe. we have you on to keep keep us level-headed. We need it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. We Who knows? We not be, we might not be alive on Sunday. I don't know. I don't know anything, really. This is true. This is also true. Yeah. It's, he's just such a hard guy to read. Like, he's so sassy and like – the way he answers oh, questions without answering them. I can imagine how it would be like a hard and like be maybe a little scary to play with him or play for him. So, I mean, hate is a strong word, but like, I think it's very easy to piss him off if that makes sense. Yeah. But, he's, he's definitely a tough guy to, I mean, impress. in the nicest way, if he was your boss at work, you would definitely have an anxiety attack asking for like the day off. Yeah. <laughs> he's no. that type of guy. And I mean, that That's in the, the night, way to football, put it. not at like target. <laughs> Like target, that's not cool, but like the football, yeah, you could get away with that as good. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I mean, tough love. Yeah, that's that's an age-old coaching mechanism. So I don't know if it works, but so next one, Jimmy Garoppolo, and I, I'm saying Garoppolo as the entire package of Jimmy Garoppolo, everything that comes with him. Is is this a valid concern, or is he a valid concern, or is it just an overreaction? I don't. I will not be answering this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm just kidding. Uh, I think. I think there are things to be concerned about. Yeah, that's fair. Does that make sense? No yeah. one threw like, anything at you. Don't worry. Exactly. <laughs> like, so listen. Now, there's some things to have concerns about, and there's some things to overreact about. That is an answer. Right. Yeah, I'm just going to both. I'm just going to say both. Um, Like, yeah, the first half was concerning. The second half was much better. But that's like, that's the story of Jimmy Garoppolo. So overall, is that a concern? Maybe. Yeah, I guess if we're going to go there. I mean, I want a guy who's going to come out from the moment the clock starts in the first quarter and start balling balling out personally. But I'm just a fan of a team. Like, what do I know? So but I'm going to say, um, yeah, I'm just going to go with concern. I'm going to go with concern. Don't shoot me. Don't hurt me. Doesn't mean I think he should like automatically pu- be pulled and, and replaced with Trey Lance. But I think that maybe Trey Lance can be used a little more. Um, I think there's definitely room for concern there. I'll stop talking. I'll say concern. I, I'll just, I'll just come out and say it. It You're is a concern. I mean, decisive. Any, anytime, anytime there's a stat that comes out and the sentence starts with 
Adam Gase's offense and you're comparable to it. I mean, let's look at what the issue is. It's the quarterback. But is it on position. Jimmy? It, he's the guy throwing the football. That, I know. That's, that's the thing. Like, is it on Jimmy? I don't know, man. There's smarter people in the world than me who can answer that for you. And I don't think any of them are going to be right. I'm not going to be right. I don't think anybody of them are. But yeah, I, I think it's a valid concern because there does feel like there's a limitation. And that limitation is about 15 yards right like he can't ask for him to do much more than that and and like i, I know it sounds mean and, and all that stuff but it, it, it's what it is it, it, it is fact. what it is and when teams can just pack a tight box to prevent you from running the ball and because they know a quarterback's not going to beat them yeah it, it makes it a, a fair thing to do put a fair amount of blame on him yeah kyle can drop plays to make it work better yeah. But at some point, there's going to be a ceiling they can reach, and it feels like they've already reached it. I don't think it's at a point yet where Trey Lance should be the starter and play every down and and, and be the guy who takes this team. But that conversation's like two or three weeks away from being a very real thing. And and like, hey, man, if, if you want Jimmy Garoppolo to be the starter, just name him the starter and let Trey Lance be the offensive weapon who – just takes all the snaps at quarterback you know whatever Let, like that's a good happy medium right like just just do that but yeah it, it's it's a big concern and it, it's it's very 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 hard to to look away from it because you look at guys like Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford and, and Russell Wilson and see what they can do for their offenses I mean you, you look at the Rams and all of a sudden like they're an offensive juggernaut now Jared Goff kind of held them back a bit last year and now all of a sudden that that top is off um, and can Trey Lance be that guy? I don't know. I, I don't think anybody knows if, if you yeah. know, I know there's, there's Twitter spaces that like, Oh, Trey Lance is going to be better than Jimmy day one. And we're going to be fine. It's like, I, I it see that simple. I see why Kyle's a little afraid to open that door. You know, it, it's, it's not as easy as Trey Lance has a better skill set. I think that's a fact, right? I, I, don't, I don't think anybody can disagree with that. Do we want to find out if it works now or do we want to find out if it works next year? And, and I, I I totally get why Kyle – because what rookie quarterback is impressed? I know it's very early. It's very early. I'm not going to try and say Trey Lance – or not Trey Lance. Uh, Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence or any of them are bust yet, but no rookie quarterback is impressed yet. And, and you have the one that only played one game last year. Like like that that's something too that you got to keep in your back of your head – I think back to my original point is let's just work him into the offense more. It can't be yeah. three snaps, no snaps, three snaps. It has to be from here. He plays three snaps last week. Let's see what he can do in seven against Seattle. Let's see what he could do in nine in Arizona by week. Give him two weeks to prepare. Maybe we see 15 or 20 because, because we, we feel more comfortable with him throwing the ball. It's a scary door to open, and I think Kyle's going to open it like you should in horror movies where you just kind of slowly look and see what happens. And if it's scary, you just close it and say, hey, we got a problem now. Or if, if it's a good room, you open it all the way and then you run with it. He's your starting quarterback or your um, starting offensive weapon. Yeah. Someone commented, uh, Dawson commented that Jimmy needs to take notes from Derek Carr and just feed the tight end. Yeah. And I noticed during yesterday's game, and I know a lot of people have been saying that, like, wh why are they throwing the ball to Kittle? You know, every time he gets it, you know, Yacht King. But I noticed yesterday that Kittle was open a lot. 
Yeah. And he just wasn't getting the ball thrown to him. And when he did get the ball thrown to him, aside from, you know, his receptions that he did have, it was like a complete miss. So it's hard to utilize, you know, the best player on the field when your quarterback is constantly under pressure. And we know Jimmy Garoppolo does not do well under pressure um, and he can't get the ball to him even when he's open. So it's just like going back to what I said, just the perfect storm. But um, I think, I think we're both chilling with concern. What about you, Steph? Do you have concern? Okay, so you are concerned. <laughs> yeah, no, I said I was she concerned. Okay, I thought you said it yeah. was like in <laughs> the middle. Okay, I okay. started, but you know how I do. I start with a very vague thought and mm-hmm, then I kind of, yeah. my ADHD, I have to like narrow it down. <laughs> so, okay, I'm great. Concerned. Um, Yeah, okay. I am. I am also concerned. Um, However, uh, I will say, you know, I'm not long-term concerned because I know that they do have Trey Lance waiting in the wings that just in case, you know, Garoppolo really stinks it up. Uh, and again, like I'm on board with you, Andrew. And I think, you know, even, and you, you've said this as well. Like, I don't think it's at the point where we're ready to bench Garoppolo where I'm talking to like, I'm making decisions out here. The 49ers, <laughs> I don't think, Kyle Shanahan is at that point yet. Um, as we said in our last episode, it's going to have to be really bad before, um, you know, they make that decision. And I mean, this is now a 17 game season. We're, we're two and one, you know, I, I think that's something that's um, important to remember. And, you know, I don't, I don't think Kyle Shanahan is going to be panicking quite yet that being said again we're we're reaching this like really tough stretch of these like three games they dropped the first game now you're going to be playing a Seahawks team that has lost two in a row that you know they're going to be doing their homework as well they're going to see what the Packers did as we mentioned and it's not great with what uh, the 49ers put on tape so yeah there there is reason to be concerned at least for this short stretch as long as we have Garoppolo be the starter but can we talk about how loud Levi's stadium was when Trey Lance came in though it was like that was, was really loud <laughs> and like, like it's so hyped. much that they had to tell like the crowd because they're on yeah. offense it's like you gotta be quiet yeah um <laughs> they're like and, come on guys no. <laughs> yeah keep that now, energy yeah, keep, keep that energy, but just turn it down a little bit. Um, and now Trey Lance threw the first touchdown of the season and the first home touchdown of the season. Or he ran the second one in. But he has the first he had the first touchdown on the road and he had the first touchdown at home, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and a sign of of good things to come. And you know, I think we can all agree not yet, obviously, because it I feel like with people wanting to hit the panic button now, if Kyle Shannon was on the same page, it already would have been done. Yeah. So uh, we'll just have to see what happens. There, yep. I mean, there's been, there's been people trying to will Trey Lance to start since April, right? Like yeah. it's, if, if Kyle Shanahan was like anybody on Twitter, Oh man, this team would be more of a mess. Cause you know, it is what it is, but yeah. And, and my point more with the keep the same energy is when he, when he does take the, 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 uh, starting job from garoppolo i need standing ovations like every time he breaks the huddle yeah (laughs) see that energy guys like if if we're cheering for him to come on for a gadget play where he's in shotgun and kyle use comes across and just takes the qb sneak which is great chef's kiss yeah um 
keep that energy when he's a starter. And every time he comes out of the ready break and Levi's just gets loud. And <gasps> like, guys, shut up. Like, stop. Yeah. Keep that energy. Yeah. Keep it. It's exciting, man. It is exciting times ahead. Um, moving on cap or no cap really <laughs> yeah. quickly because no Kyle Shanahan had an interesting comment after, I think it was today, actually. No, it was right after the game, I think. He said that he thought Jimmy Garoppolo played real well. So is this cap or no cap? And I'm sorry, Andrew. Uh, I mean, you might be lost here. So cap or no cap in this segment, you know, we pretty much have a quote or something like that. And and we say whether it's cap or no cap. I mean, and you know what that means, right? Yes. He's okay. hip with it. Yes. I'm a cool yes. kid. I just I knew Urban it. Dictionary knew it. Those, so don't tell anybody. Oh my God. So I think we should let Andrew go first since he's our guest. Uh, do you think Kyle was capping? Um, I, I said this on Steph's Twitter space last night. I'm going to say no cap. I, I'm going to say no cap because I feel like Kyle Shanahan was referring to later in the game. Um, because yeah, if, if we look at it as a whole, right. It wasn't good. It wasn't great. It wasn't exciting. It just was, it was Jimmy Garoppolo, what he is. Um, but he did stabilize. He did stabilize. And that's, that's what he tends to do is unfortunately he starts slow and he stabilizes. And and when he does like people are mad about the fumble and my thing on the fumble is that stuff happens. You, 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 you try and pump fake it and the ball slips. You'll see that happen. Every so often, it doesn't happen all the time, but it happens. It's like, I don't know when the quarterback and center, you know, drop a ball on a snap, stuff like that happens. And it's unfortunate because of the timing of the play, right? Of course, it's in the fourth quarter where the Niners need to go down and score and the Packers get three. And hey, guess what? The difference of the game was two. Um, but I, I do think he stabilized and like that final drive is what, We've somehow gotten used to from Garoppolo. And I know people are going to say, oh, the Super Bowl, Andrew. Yeah. What about the seven fourth quarter drives he had during the season? We just magically forget about those. Um, he, he tends to do that. He's he's really good in situations where like third down, man. He's, he's a really good quarterback on third down. And I don't understand it. He just is. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say no cap just, just because I thought Garoppolo played fine. It's just... He played fine against Philadelphia and we could live with it because he had no turnovers. Unfortunately, he played fine last or last night and it's a little different because he had the two turnovers before he stabilized. And that's, that's where it comes from. Very good. Andrew's <laughs> spitting. Andrew's, Andrew's in his bag tonight, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Kyle was capping. I think he was like, pleased with jimmy's performance i mean they ended up being in the game <laughs> i think it's cap that jimmy garoppolo played well i'm sorry andrew i That's mean okay. i agree with you i agree with you like that that second half and and those drives that he had he looked he looked pretty good but like do it for the whole game like yeah. don't suck the entire first half and then have to play catch up in the second half. I mean, I I talked about it already. There were a lot of things that went wrong this game. And I mean, I think the biggest mistake of the game was leaving 37. I'm pretty sure it was 37 seconds. 37 seconds on the clock for Aaron Rodgers. I think that was hands down the biggest mistake of the game. Um, obviously, there's a lot of things that 
went wrong. But I mean, the fact of the matter is Jimmy sucked for the first half and, and, um, and that's a big part of the reason why it was 17 to zero. I know the defense is just, I just, I don't know, dude. It was a frustrating game to watch. It was very frustrating to watch the first half. Yeah. Maybe it's because I was driving through Mount Shasta, going around <laughs> those turns, and I was getting a little car sick, and I had to watch that. But <laughs> I had to watch them struggle to complete a pass. But um, I don't think Kyle. I don't think Kyle was capping per se. I think Kyle never has a bad word to say about Jimmy Garoppolo, and that's that. Okay, so. Me and Ange, I don't think we've ever disagreed on our cap or no cap segment, but this is our first disagreement. Yay. Oh man, history! I'm here for it. history. So okay, you think he was so I do. I mean, it's coach speak. What else is he going to say? Like, he? I mean, I don't know. No, he, I want him to say it though. Like, I want him. I hate that he's ambiguous about everything, and I hate that he doesn't say what he's actually thinking. It's like, what is the point of even having a press conference? It's annoying. <laughs> it was funny because um, I, I feel like when uh, Shanahan first became the coach, everyone was like, "Wow, like he's so transparent. What a breath of fresh air!" And like now, it's just like. You know, you have we're putting our tinfoil hat on every every single day. Um, but no, I mean, I, I think it's coach speak. I think I mean, I don't think Garoppolo played real well, as he said. I think he played fine. You know, um, we know that, you know, he, he had that late score. And that's great. <laughs> but like one thing that Jordan tweeted earlier today was, yeah, it's great that Garoppolo has these clutch moments, but you wouldn't even need these clutch moments for from him if not for all these other mistakes that he made. Yes. Um, thank you. At Splash Cousin. At Splash Cousin in front of the pod. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I think he was capping. I mean, we know that Shanahan, I mean, he sticks with him, but I think Garoppolo drives him a little it, mad, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it goes back to what we were talking about last week, how, like, dude, it would have been a complete shit show if Jimmy Garoppolo was pulled and Trey Lance was put in, mm -hmm. like, when it was 3-0 to zero against the Eagles. And we were like, that would have been the, the 49ers fan base would have exploded. I mean, it would have just been fueling the fire if Kyle came out after the game last night and was like, yeah, Jimmy sucked. Like, wh like yeah, why I would he say that when... Exactly, right. I don't expect him to. Yeah. When everyone, not everyone, but like a lot of people are just gunning for Trey Lance to get the start. Like why, if, if that's not what he wants, why would he add fuel to that fire? So I think exactly. it, it kind of lets us know where his head, head is at in terms of the quarterback situation too. So you're absolutely right. I'm, that's a good thing, Andrew. Though. I'm glad you I'm just, that. I just like pictured in my head what Twitter would have been like if Kyle came out and said, yeah, Jimmy sucked. Like, what? Are we, what? Christ, man, what are we well, even doing here, right? Like, I mean, what, I you just, saw. I want to picture Twitter on that night. Yeah, you saw how it, people reacted when all Debo said was like, "It wasn't a great ball, and I have to make my quarterback look good." When he yeah. caught that touchdown pass against the Lions, like everyone was like, "Oh, he said Jimmy sucks." Like Burn. they lost their freaking minds. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I think it's a game and you have to be very careful with what you say. So yeah, yeah I, you're right, Steph. I should have, I should have said cap. 
I should have said cap. Oh, and are you I now changing your I mind? Wanted, no, 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 I want to be part of history. No. I, the first I thought, I mean, like, I thought that he believed it, but maybe, like, you you presented a compelling argument, and I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe he does think Jimmy sucks. Like, well, I don't you know. Have, you have to stick to your narrative, Andrew. Oh, I'm yeah, sticking just, to it. Just work. stick to it. Well, you know, we're keeping history here. Um, So our, our next one. So now going back to our valid concerns or overreactions, seeing the pass rush neutralized. Do you guys think this is a valid concern? You guys think we see this again, or is it just an overreaction? And I, I thought it was concerning that they had their third string left tackle in and Nick Bosa was only able to manage two pressures on the night. I thought that was a little concerning. Um, if I could pick yeah. one thing about the pass rush that was the most concerning, that would be it. And I think a lot of people share the same sentiment. Um, so I'm going to go concern. I'm overall concerned because with how good this defensive line is, that shouldn't be happening bar none, you know, in my opinion, IMO. I was concerned about it last night. Um, I think it's a one game concern. Like, why didn't it work? The, the, the defensive line is way too good for it to happen again. Um, God, please don't let it happen again. Cause if it happens against a team like Seattle, I don't know why that name comes to mind who has really good receivers like DJ Metcalf and a good quarterback in Russell Wilson, and you can't create pressure on him. You're asking for trouble, buddy. Uh, so yeah, that it was concerning last night. It's an overreaction if, if we wake up today and are like, hey, we're afraid of this defensive line again. What, what's going on? Uh, but if they do the same thing next week against another team who doesn't have a great offensive line to a point where their starting quarterback doesn't really maybe not want to be there anymore, um, then, then we could start talking about valid concerns. But yeah, for now, it's an overreaction. I feel like everything that we say, like, oh, we're not concerned yet, like the next week it becomes like an actual concern. So I hope that this doesn't, pan out that way you know i hope i hope they they turn it around and are able to fix that against seattle yeah i mean it, it was definitely a concern in this game um but i think one i, I just think packers did everything right like i mentioned um aaron Rodgers' average time from snap to release last night was 2.15 seconds second fastest of any quarterback in week three so that helps. I mean, when you can do that. And and again, I think part of the reason, you know, he's able to get the ball out so quickly goes back to the corners. If the corners are struggling, then, you know, if they can't cover for two seconds, then, yeah, that, that's what's going to happen when you're playing against Aaron Rodgers. Could happen again against Russell Wilson. We'll see. But even on the plays where he, like, wasn't getting the throws off quickly, he had a, a lot of time in the pocket. Yeah. You know, so and, it's and, like, and I'm not, so I'll, I'll have to watch like in the all 22, but like, so yesterday I just figured it was because they were so gassed. Like, I don't know that that was just like the way I try yeah. to justify it to myself, but that's concerning. I mean, it's definitely concerning though. So 49ers managed only seven pressures against Aaron Rodgers in just one sack. But when you consider what you said with his is 2.15 seconds getting the ball off, there's not a lot of or as many opportunities for mm-hmm. pressure in that case, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I guess I didn't I didn't say whether it was a valid concern or overreaction for me. Um, I think it's an overreaction. I'm hopeful that you know they'll they'll get it going. Um, you know against Seattle. 
but that's also a very tough um, opponent, as always, for our defensive line. So, yeah. Got to watch out for Chris Carson. <laughs> Love this team. Yeah, I just like, honestly, I'm just a concerned person. Like, I just that's am overly concerned about a lot of stuff for absolutely no reason. So, and I think, <laughs> I think a lot of fans are. Let's be real. Right? Yeah. yeah. Some more than others. <laughs> so, ne- next one. Cornerback depth. Is this a valid concern or an overreaction? I think we know where this one's going to go. Yes. I yeah. don't think I need to say anymore. <laughs> like, yes, yes, uh, yes, yeah. it is. It's uh, it, it was the biggest concern entering the season. And, and yeah, as, as we said, you know, earlier is, is a lot of teams have that concern it is, you know, not a lot of teams are super deep and the Niners did try and address. And I know we'd like to say the name is Sante Samuel Jr. I'll whisper it. So I don't alarm people because people yell about him a lot, but yeah, it's a valid concern, but they tried to address the depth. They drafted Lenore. They drafted Ambry Thomas. Um, unfortunately that they, they were banking on a player who has had a really bad injury luck to stay healthy. And, 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 you know, it, it falls through way too early. That's that's probably the biggest what if on this season is how different, you know, we'll talk about it when the season's over. If the Niners go, you know, 13 and four, or if they go seven and 10, 10. Yeah. Cause I got to do math now. Um, <laughs> how big, of, how like, like what branch on the, the, I forget what I was going with the, uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I had a fancy word I was going to say, but it didn't work. That's okay. The butterfly effect. There we go. We got it. We worked our way back to it of, of how different this defense looks with um, Brett healthy for a full season. And, and unfortunately Ugh. we didn't even get to see it for, for more than a game. And I hate that. Football. That's, that was more the issue is, is yeah, the depth was a concern. It just, we were hoping we wouldn't have to see it. Yeah. And fortunately we do. And that it's where we're at. And hopefully there's, you know, a soccer dad out there that can help us out and 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 see if they can. Are you talking about Richard Sherman? I am talking. Did you not see his he Instagram? A soccer post? dad? <laughs> Did you? Oh uh, no. Well, he has me blocked on Twitter. So oh, he posted a picture on Instagram right. of like little lunch, like plastic bags full of like lunches, and he said last probably the last Sunday being a soccer dad or something like that. Let me see. I'll uh, while you talk, I'll find the exact wording because I want to get it get it right. Yeah, I did not. I should follow Richard Sherman on Instagram since I can't see his tweets. That would be or a good idea. Or just follow him through the 49K pod. Twitter That's account. a good well, yeah. way to get blocked yeah. from that because I I do that with CM Punk. Don't tell <laughs> oh, him. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, while Andrew's looking for that, I'll tell the story of why Richard Sherman blocked me on Twitter, I think. Um, it was obviously after the... Uh, well, it was the 2012 season, but it was in 2013, that NFC championship game against the Seahawks. And you know, you know everything. Try me against a sorry receiver like Crabtree. Yeah. We know the, the greatest story. wrestling promo of all time. <laughs> Honestly, that was iconic um, yeah. in retrospect. But, you know, I was I was 20 years old at the time. I was I was a wild gal on Twitter. I didn't I it, Twitter used to be a different place. So I told him that he pees the bed <laughs> and he blocked me. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah i okay. think i literally like That'll added it. it i would have blocked you too i literally was just like dude you pee the bed and like that was it <laughs> he good was just him. not having it that night good for him for protecting his mental health from bullies like me like 
I've changed. I've apologized in my head because I can't tweet him. He won't see it. But yeah, I'm concerned about the cornerback depth. I don't know how much Richard Sherman would help, but it's got to be some kind of shot in the arm, right? All right. He's got it. Likely my last soccer Sunday for a while. They let me be in charge of the snacks, LOL. So take that as you, who knows? You know, that that could just be the season's over. Like soccer, my little kid soccer season could be over. Uh, he could be going, or he's to, going to a different, another, could yeah. be going to Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we it could be a Tampa million Bay's things, interested. you know, but, but, but yeah, that, that Instagram <laughs> post is, is very interesting to say the least. Definitely. I mean, honestly, even if Richard Sherman does come back, I'm still concerned about the cornerback depth. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's really an answer for it. And that, I think that's what terrifies me the most. And injuries are bound to happen. So if more injuries occur, they're going to be in an even worse spot. And as we know, injuries are inevitable. So, yeah. And like um, the Silver Fox just commented, like, even if he doesn't come onto the roster and make like an immediate impact that that veteran presence for those young, those young backs would be invaluable, probably. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Yeah. go for it. I mean, especially for for Lenore and um, Ambry Thomas. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Offensive line performance. Are you guys concerned or is this just an overreaction? I'm not concerned <laughs> with the offensive line. Uh, I'm not overly concerned. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously Jimmy was under a lot more pressure than he's been the previous two weeks, but that was against the lions and, and the Eagles. I think they did enough. I think they did enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, honestly I'm, I'm the dumb football fan who just watches trent williams play like once and i'm just like yeah the offensive line did fine do you see trent williams run that guy over uh but yeah no i'm, I'm not too worried about it mike mcglinchy like it's just another week too like i know he's the guy we like to talk about uh, but it's another week where you didn't really notice him his name wasn't mentioned a lot and that tells me hey they're, they're, it, it, he did fine too uh you know you could tie it a little bit to the running game was it the offensive line's fault i just think the niners got outplayed in every every facet of the yeah. game, then that's really what it is. I, yep. a lot of it is, a lot of it is overreaction, but there are some concerns and the offensive line isn't a concern. Yeah. Well, so. I agree. I agree. I, I think it's an overreaction in honestly, there were a couple of times where I wished Garoppolo moved a little bit better in the pocket. There was a couple of times like it started to collapse on him and there there was some <laughs> lanes for him to like move up to or just slide to, but he just was not he was just kind of bouncing off of his guys. It was just weird. Um did you see my Yeah, that was a that was a beautiful that was beautiful just, and very yeah. accurate. <laughs> Especially when he when he did the the backward like, pass thing is like what like, are you doing what the, what the hell dude like that that was one of my things where everyone's like where's kittle i'm like he's probably wide open down the field while jimmy's flopping around like a fish in the pocket like god bless him but just does not look athletic most of the time which again something we all know something something we all know something we all knew last year something that we dealt with and accepted in 2019 and like that's just what I don't get. They've had so long to address this issue and they haven't. And it's just like, 
it's just annoying i'm sorry i just get on my high horse sometimes still on the offense the offense is slow starts are we concerned about this this is now something we've seen three weeks in a row basically so is this a valid concern or an overreaction concerned concerned Andrew's concerned. I am also concerned. Yeah, definitely. They need to get this shit figured out. Preferably, you know, week four. It's a great time to start or stop your slow starts. How about that? You know who's going to allow slow starts to happen? Rookie head coaches like Dan Campbell and Nick Sirianni and quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts and Jared Goff. That's okay to have slow starts against them because they're not quite there. Jared Goff. I would take him over Garoppolo, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, but but he's, he's, he's still not a guy you're going to be scared of yet. Um, but the issue is, is when you have slow starts against Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur and Russell Wilson and and uh, Pete Carroll and Kyler Murray and whoever the shadow head coach is, because Cliff Kingsbury ain't doing Yeah, it. something's going on over there. Um, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's it's hard. It's hard to have slow starts against them because you blink and you're down 17 to nothing. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and while it, the Niners almost did it, it's not easy to come back from that, especially against quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray there. There's a trend here, right? And, and you can get away with it against some teams. You can't get away with it from others. And, and what the way if, if listen, if the nine, if the Jaguar game was next week, I would say no concern because, hey, you're going to get to start slow against them because they're going to put up seven yards and four drives and score no points against you. Um, But unfortunately, the schedule isn't nice that way, and they're going to have to play Russell Wilson in an offense that's pretty good to all right, Um, and you're going to have to play a very good offense that somehow just has A.J. Green now. I I forget that all the time. but they have Kyler, they have DeAndre Hopkins, they have Christian Kirk, they have Jalen Rager. Like they're very good. Um, or not Jalen Rager, uh, the, uh, the, the other Purdue guy. I forget his name. Rondell Moore. There we Rondale go. Rondell Moore. Yeah. Rondell Moore. Um. So yeah, like like, it, it's a concern. It's a very valid concern at this point because if the Niners have slow starts the next two weeks, they're going to be two and three going into the bye week. You, yeah. you could put that in sharpie. I um, mean, so, so very concerning. I said it last week, like this offense is one that is not good enough to be committing turnovers like they do. Like offenses with Patrick Mahomes, with Aaron Rodgers, with Kyler Murray, like they can have a few turnovers because they're going to make it up like in their passing game, in their overall offense. They're going to be able to score points. And with the night with the Niners, it's like every turnover like for the most part it's going to come back and bite them in the butt because they are not a high producing offense and they they can't afford those mistakes and so now i think we're starting to see that like two turnovers in the game last night was one of the many reasons that they lost um like you know maybe if those two turnovers didn't happen it's a completely different ball game and i know for the 80 millionth time like that it wasn't just on the offense that loss but it's not something that you can just look the other way on like it's a it's a legitimate concern concern (laughs) there you go (laughs) concerned we're all concerned about the slow stars but hopefully they figure it out we're gonna try to breeze through these last ones here final um concern or overreaction Kyle Shanahan's decision making 
all around. So clock management, the decision to not go for it on fourth and one. Are you concerned or just just a overreaction? Concern. Concern. I tweeted about this last night. I'm like, how does the how does an average Packers fan in the stands know know that you absolutely cannot give Aaron Rodgers 37 seconds on the clock and get the ball back in his hands? But granted, I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to fall on Kyle Shanahan because clock management management is his job. The professionals on the field on the 49ers don't know that. I mean, do they not know that or are they just like, I don't know what happened, but yeah, I think that's a concern when you're making these decisions that are costing you the game. Like every, every win matters, especially in the NFC West, like can't be out here losing on stupid crap. Like, like that, especially when you look at the end of the game and there were only three seconds left that they could have ran down the play clock. They could have ran down the play clock three more seconds and it would have been an entirely different game. I mean, yeah, concern. I and and the fourth one. I know we're gonna get into it. Um, another cap or no cap, but yeah, I I think it's a concern. I think it's something that people are starting to talk about more, unfortunately. But I think um, rightly so. You know, a lot of this pressure is starting to be placed on Kyle Shanahan. I think for a long time it's been placed on Jimmy Garoppolo. I think now um, Kyle is starting to feel a little bit of the heat. I'm going to say concern and I, I I'm not going to play it for the scoring too early thing. Cause as fun as it is to say, Hey, you know, they they got the ball to the one yard line and now they have 38 seconds. Just kind of pick and choose when they want to score. The Niners needed four tries to score at the end of the it's first half. Not that half. easy. It's, yeah. It's not that it's not like as fun as it is to say, Hey, they left too much time on the clock. You can't really pick and choose when you're going to score in the NFL, but you're, you're absolutely right on every other point, in, in my opinion. Uh, the fourth and one, like, what the hell? Like, okay, Trey Sermon lost lost the yard. I don't care. It's fourth and two. It's fourth and two, for God's sake. You, you, you should, you're Kyle Shanahan. You should have a million plays. Um, I, I love this. Uh, Can we pause and appreciate um, that Angie's munchkin cat is on her shoulder right now? He, wanted, he wanted to come up. He was like... Thing. He was looking up at me, so continue, Andrew. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I'm I'm gladly distracted by that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, the, the fourth and one, man, it's so concerning because every NFL coach should be going for it in that situation, whether it is whether he thought he lost the yard or not. Uh, they they needed something to spark the offense, and and they punt. They punt to you... Aaron Rodgers. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then my other issue too is like, how does he decide? what players he's going to use, especially like the, and specifically the receiver situation. We're told Trent Sherfield is very good. We're being told this and we've seen it. And now Ayuk is out of the doghouse or whatever you want to say. And now Sherfield just doesn't exist anymore. Like what's going on. I, I swear. Sometimes he just draws names out of a hat and that's who he's going to use. And that's how he's going to use them and blah, 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 this, blah, 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 that. So yeah, it, it is a little bit of a concern. And, and I think, it won't be a concern if they beat the the Cowboys, the, Cowboys, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks, and they're four and one going into the bye week. Like we won't be talking about this anymore. But yeah, it is. It feels like a concern at this point. It's like he's still trying to figure it out, which is insane, right? That's the, that's the only reason I could think of switching all these guys in and out, and like, like it's like he's still trying to figure out who he wants to be his receivers. Yeah, which. I don't know. I feel like the season is not a good time to figure that stuff out, but that's just me. That's just us. 
Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, so I, I am also concerned about the decision making again, like the clock management going back to the, you know, them scoring too quickly. I get why they scored for all the points that we p- pointed out. Um, however, I think Garoppolo snapped the ball with like 12 seconds on the play co- play clock. Yeah. I mean, you know, even just those few 12 seconds, like they could have ran that down a just bit. Just run and, it down. Like, I don't and, and Garoppolo gave his reasoning, right? He said, you know, we felt like we were in a rhythm and we don't want the Packers defense to – you know, regroup or, or, or anything like that. Do you Fair. think that was we or him? <laughs> I think that's him. Still, I think that comes down to Kyle Shanahan because Kyle Shanahan could have easily said, hey, run this clock down all the way to the end. And like a it, coach should. Exactly. And there's no indication that he did that, right? Also, oh my God, I have so much I could say about the decision to not go for it on fourth down. I could like rip my hair out. Like, honestly, I was so angry at that. At that point, the score was 10-0. Um, so, so you're down two scores. And they were at the 49-yard line, I believe, when that happened, right? So, and, and analytics tell you, you always go for it on, on fourth and, and one, you know. A lot of teams have started doing that, and it works. It works for a lot of them. And Dan Campbell does it. <laughs> yeah, well, not everyone yeah. can be out there biting kneecaps like Dan Campbell. I feel bad for so. Denver. <laughs> so, and and, and I want to go into um, our cap, our second cap or no cap at this point because it goes along with the fourth and one. Because Kyle Shanahan said he thought Trey Sermon lost yardage on the run right before um, on third down. So it was third down. He thought Trey Sermon lost yardage. And he said that was the reason that they didn't go for it. So in Kyle Shanahan's mind, it was like fourth and three or four. You know, I don't know what he thought, but he he didn't think it was just one yard. Cap or no cap? I pray to God that's cap. Because (laughs) you're the freaking head coach. How do you not know where the line of scrimmage is? What are you doing? Why would you even admit that? What? Like, what? I pr- I hope to God that was cap. And like, and if it is cap, like, are we're just making excuses for ourselves now. Like, I just, I just, I, I'm not like overly happy with the leadership at this point right now in this moment in time. Um, yeah. I hope that, I hope that's cap. That um, I hope. Um- <laughs> I'm going to say no cap just for that reason. Uh, that's not <laughs> something you're going to lie about because all it does, if you're lying about that, all it does is make you feel, look bad. But uh, that's but, even worse. That like, makes them look bad though too. Yeah. It's yeah. a lose-lose, honestly. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But like, why would you lie into making yourself look bad? That, that's more my point. Dude, why and, does he lie about anything? Uh, you know, coaches be football guys. Really, yeah, I know. You know, I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Um, but man at least there's logic in it i guess that if he thought it was a fourth and two maybe sure why not um but then if he says oh yeah i thought it was a fourth and two i am officially questioning kyle shanahan i know you're listening why (laughs) why aren't you going for it on fourth and two aaron Rodgers is going to score on you whether it's an 80 yard drive or a 50 yard drive you can't 
just just be aggressive, man. Like I, I I know he has it. I know he has it in him because he's done it. Like he was aggressive on fourth and goal with two seconds left on the first half. He's like, yeah, Trey Lance time. We're doing it. Um, so yeah, I know he has it in him. Just just be aggressive, man. Fourth and two should change your opinion. Who is the guy on the Cavs? I'm terrible with basketball. LeBron. Forgive me. Uh, not LeBron. The other dude. Remember during oh the God. finals? He didn't yes. know how much time was on J. the clock. J.R. Smith. Yes, J.R. Smith. Thank you. And, like, everyone was like, you idiot. How do you not know how much time is on the clock? Like, that's how I feel right now about, like, how does Kyle Shanahan not? Oh, oh, I thought he lost yards. Are you watching the game? Is anyone watching the game on the sideline? Does anyone know? Where the line of scrimmage is, does anyone know how much time is left on the clock for Aaron Rodgers? I'm sorry. It's, it's just frustrating. Control. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a tough one because, like, I really don't know. I, I'm going to say no cap. I think he was serious, and that's just bad. Like, you, you literally can just look up at the, like, the scoreboard or, like, you know, they always have the <laughs> – it says it says how how, how many yards it's, it's right there and and not just that like they got they have people up at the top in some booth you know who could have said hey coach we have one yard why are we going for this are we gonna go for this I don't know it and the reason I do believe him is because um there was a there was a penalty yeah yeah because they they lined up for the fourth and a one for punt and then Wisnowski just never snapped it. Okay, which, so it was a delayed game. Yeah. Um, it, I, yeah. Which so they made cut it feel more of a conscious decision because they're taking the delayed game to give Wisnowski more space. I, I may have just taken your point, so I'll let you finish it. So what I was gonna say is that right before the delay of game, I think within that time, Kyle Shanahan saw that it was a fourth and one. Because he looked pissed if when you looked over after the penalty, if that was if it was a, a purposeful penalty that they meant to do that, he wouldn't have been upset, right? Because it, it made yeah. it would have made sense if their decision was to punt, right? So you're saying after the penalty, he was like, "Oh shit, it was fourth and one." Yeah, he looked pissed. Like he looked that's, upset. Dude, that's so stupid. That's yeah. so dumb. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it, it is dumb. Um, <laughs> but so that that brings us to our Twitter tizzy, actually, and oh. we'll we'll just do this really quick, if we could, because I know this is a loaded question. But does Kyle Shanahan deserve more blame? I think that every coach deserves blame for whatever is happening to their team. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I think, of course, I think there should be some blame falling on Kyle Shanahan. I think that there should be some blame falling on the entire front office for a lot of stuff from from the trades that have taken place over the past few years to, um, you know, I it, it's it's a it's a tangled web. But I think at the end of the day, yes, the answer to the question is yes, that, yeah, between the clock clock management between the play calling or, you know, using someone that limits your play calling the fourth down issue. Like, yeah, I think for sure some blame has to fall on Kyle Shanahan, like it or not, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, I'll absolutely agree. He got beat last night. He got beat. He got beat by Matt LaFleur. And maybe maybe there is some truth to the LaFleur not being happy with Shanahan for calling on Rodgers, which is a weird thing to be mad at. Um, and and maybe maybe LaFleur came out and said, No, I want I want to beat this guy. I want to like, beat I, this fool. Because because we ha- we've all heard the 2019 thing. Oh, the Niners beat them in 2019. So when they're healthy, of course they're gonna always beat the Packers and that's not the case, man. Like, like this is one this of those was, people that thought that. If this was, are 20, they healthy though? If this is 2019, yeah. I'm not wearing a mask everywhere I go. Things change, right? <laughs> and and yeah, he just got he flat out got beat. There there was it felt yeah. like there was one coach who came in with a plan, and yeah. there was another coach who said, "Let's just let's see where this goes." And and he he got beat, man. So yeah, yeah, I, I think it's easy to put blame on him for last night. I, I think. I think when you say, well, no, the blame's not on Garoppolo because the defense didn't do well. And no, the defense isn't to blame because, you know, Garoppolo. And and you start kind of going down the list of, okay, well, who had a bad game? Who had a bad game? And it's quarterback, defense, secondary, defensive line. Now when you start listing too many, there's just one one name you could say to make it all of it, and that's Kyle Shanahan. And, And I think that dates back to the Super Bowl loss. Yeah. Yeah, I I am also on board with all of you guys, and I agree. He does probably deserve more blame than he gets, honestly. I mean, I I think, like you said, like everything goes back to him, as it should. He's the Mm -hmm. head coach. We've seen like silly mistakes like that or just like dumb decisions like that from him before. And and that's why I said like – I think his decision-making is definitely a valid concern because it's just bound to happen again. And it always seems to happen in these really close games. Really just like any one of those decisions, had he like done done them differently, we, we could be talking about a win. So, yeah, it, it makes yeah. a huge difference. And I think it, again, I think it comes down to those three seconds that were yep. still on the clock at the end of the game. Uh, without, you know, if... There could have been an easy scenario where everyone was talking about Jimmy Garoppolo's second half comeback and and the clock management cost that. So yeah, yeah, very true. Um, okay, so we've been here almost 90 minutes. It's Sorry, Andrew. we can't we can't uh, let coach. Andrew go. We we it's, just we love talking to him so much. He's just it's half we want to stay fault. on forever. <laughs> it's half my fault. That's what it is. I talk a lot. I won senior most talkative in high school. I lost the trophy Me too. somewhere. So yeah, that's what happens when you get Angie and Andrew. Yeah, uh, we just talk a lot. I mean, honestly, I Angie I, grew. Yeah, I knew I knew I was talking to Angie, so I honestly blocked out three hours. I have another hour and a half if you want. Like, we can really dissect everything. <laughs> we'll have to have you on again, but before we take off, we're just, you know, we don't have time for a full Seahawks preview, but let's just give our quick score predictions. I'm going to start with you, Ange, since you just throw some numbers out there, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just two numbers, uh, go. I would get mad at you for throwing me under the bus, but I said it myself. I'm going to say 28 to 21 Seahawks. Oh shit. Okay. Thought this was a 49ers podcast. Have some faith. <laughs> Have some faith. Okay. I I, know. I said during our season predictions that they were could possibly lose to the Packers and the Seahawks. So I'm gonna stick with that. And 
I just don't have much faith in them right now. Sorry, I, I said I said they'll lose to the Packers in the playoffs, not the regular season. So maybe I'm wrong. Backwards, Niners beat them in the playoffs. I hope so. Oh man, playoffs. they're playing the Seahawks. The Seahawks are very mid to above average. Uh, Russell Wilson exists. He scares me. Um, don't forget Chris they, Carson. They, don't forget Chris Carson. <laughs> don't forget Chris Carson. Forty <laughs> Niners. Uh, 22 Seahawks 14. I don't know how they get to 22. Wow, they just do scoring. it. They how just the do f- it. <laughs> I feel like that'd be a low scoring game. Yeah. Okay. Wait, the Niners offense the last two weeks makes you believe they won't have a scoring a low scoring game? I think all together. So I, I believe the 49ers won't score a lot, but the Seahawks, I feel like could uh, maybe you know. 28 points. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> she's just she's just Give gonna start tape. naming random numbers. Honestly, <laughs> that's what I do. Based half on the analysis. Time. <laughs> Honestly, that's what I do a lot of the time. It's, it's yeah. Just yeah, I mean, what else can you do? Knows. It's it's yeah. it's literally just a prediction. It's it's nothing yeah. serious. 22 14 Niners. Book it. Okay. Sharp. Okay. I like 22. That's a good number. I, I don't know number. about you. I'm going to say. So I think the Seahawks win. Don't hate me. Wow. Wow. I thought this was a 49ers podcast. <laughs> um, and I think it's going to be 33 to 30. Say that. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yes, we have taken up so much of your guys' time. Thank you so much. If you guys have tuned in to the whole thing, if not, it will be up on all streaming platforms tomorrow. And yeah, we're very excited to have Andrew on. Thank you so much for coming on with us. We had a great time. Thanks, Anything Jimmy. for you too. Thank you and peace. Peace. You gotta do the peace. Yeah. Yeah, gang gang.